normally or up to now had gone to Huawei. So they have they have other customers. Uh, the, the demand for technology, consumer electronics products, is very healthy right now. Uh, people working from home, they're replacing uh, their their home equipment. Uh, 5G phones uh, is going to cause a wave of buying by by consumers like us. Uh, so right now, things are still looking good for TSMC, even though they're losing uh, a customer. And if they could somehow, TSMC could somehow persuade. The United States to give it a waiver to sell some things to Huawei going forward, and there's a lot of speculation about that. It may have been a trade-off for TSMC uh, announcing that they're going to build a plant in Arizona. Uh, then it, it's even better for TSMC. Ross, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. That's Taipei-based independence political risk consultant Ross Feingold. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio Three. Asian stock markets are moving further ahead in early trading here. In uh, Australia, the SX200 is up 0.2%, but the Nikkei 225 now in Japan is surging ahead 2% higher. Uh, also, the Cosby in South Korea, that's up about 0.8%. Uh, looks like the Hang Seng now is going to add about 170 points, or two-thirds of 1% at the open, which will take the index to about 25,400 when trading gets going. In the commodities markets, Brent crude oil slipping back a little bit. It's at $45.41 a barrel. Uh, but gold is rising now here in Asian trading. It's at $1,932 an ounce. And in the, the currency markets, US dollar slipping a little bit. It's at 106 and three quarters against the Japanese yen. Do please stay tuned to Radio 3 for back chat after the news. Hugh Chiverton and Anna Fenton there this morning. And uh, the weather forecast for today, it's going to be sunny intervals and a few showers, isolated thunderstorms at first. Maximum temperature is going to be about 31 degrees. And the outlook is for sunny periods and a few showers in the next few days. The temperature right now is 28 degrees, 91% relative humidity. It's 8.32. Pierre Tremblay has the half-hour news. Media tycoon Jimmy Lai, who was arrested this week under the SAR's new national security law, says he was surprised he was targeted so quickly, given the international criticism the legislation has received. Mr. Lai was arrested on Monday when 200 police officers searched the offices of Apple Daily, the pro-democracy newspaper he owns. He urged campaigners to be more cautious about how they express their resistance. I think we have to be more cautious in our resistance to preserve our rule of law and freedom and also at the same time, you know, we have to be more careful and more creative in the way that we persist our resistance. Because this is a long fight. Radicalism is not for long fight. An independent aviation analyst says the worst might not be over for Cathay Pacific after the airline lost almost $10 billion in the first half of this year. Cathay bosses are conducting a review of operations and say nothing is off the table after what they call the toughest period in the airline's history. Analyst Will Horton says the prospects for aviation depend on the attitudes of governments and the public. Is the worst over? Hopefully, but maybe not. Um, going into the next few months, it really depends what we're looking at across the region and the world in terms of global restrictions. And that also comes down to all of us. Are we going to support mass and regular testing? Are we going to support contact tracing, putting an app on our phone or uh, scanning QR codes and able to give governments the confidence to reopen borders and have some semblance of normal uh, travel? Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have been setting out their vision for the United States in their first joint appearance since he chose her as his Democratic Party running mate for November's election. 
Mr. Biden said he had no doubt he'd pick the right person to help him rebuild the country. The BBC's Barbara Pledusher was watching the event. My fellow Americans, now let me introduce to you, for the first time, your next vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. There was no applause for this momentous announcement in a high school gymnasium occupied only by journalists and cameras. Mr. Biden gave Kamala Harris a ringing and deeply personal endorsement. He also took advantage of the moment to launch a full-blown indictment of Donald Trump, criticizing the president's handling of the pandemic and his record on race. Ms. Harris took up the theme, arguing that the election was a battle for the soul of the nation. There's growing evidence that the coronavirus is spreading again in parts of Europe. France has recorded its highest number of positive tests since the end of its lockdown, and numbers in Britain are also creeping up. Germany, which seemed to be doing well, has now recorded its biggest daily increase in positive tests since May, with more than 1,200, although the numbers of deaths and patients admitted to intensive care remain low. Next news at 9. Good morning and welcome to Backshirt. I'm Hugh Chewett and your co-host today is Anna Fenton. Anna, good morning to you. Good morning, everybody. We're talking today about the future of West Kowloon. The West Kowloon Authority announced last week they're going to withdraw the tender exercise for a massive mixed development in the West Kowloon Cultural District, which would include retail, hotel and exhibition components. They said that decision was based on the uncertain market economic outlook and unsatisfactory response from a tender exercise. Well, what are the implications then? As West Carolina is expected to rely on income from commercial leaseholders after it's built, how will COVID and our economic position affect those plans? Is there any demand for more hotels, grade A office space and exhibition venues? And what's progress like at the long-delayed project? Let us know your thoughts, your questions and comments. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Bankchat and RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, bankchat at rthk.hk, or you can call us, and our number is 233-88266. 233-88266 is the number. Uh, joining us now for this part of the programme, others will be joining us uh, later, uh, we have Paul Zimmerman, CEO of Designing Hong Kong, Southern District Councillor. Morning. And uh, good morning to you. And uh, Tanya Chan, a Civic Party lawmaker. Good morning to you, Miss Chan. Thanks for, for for joining us once again. Uh, Tanya Chan, maybe we could hear your your thoughts uh, first of all. As I say, uh, so the, 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 there's this uh, large scale development, one and a half million square feet. Uh, uh, called the uh, the ACE, which would have a lot of uh, commercial development, which, as I say, would abs- would uh, the plan was to uh, put that uh, funding income from that into the running of uh, West Kowloon. There's also a couple of other sites as well, which are now up, up for tender, and they're running into, uh, not surprisingly, some some problems, some economic problems. What do you think the implications are for West Kowloon? I think the most important implication would be on the financial side. Because uh, we can see that um, there would be a very large funding gap uh, in the coming years, and the deficit uh, will uh, increase in the coming years. And uh, this piece of land or this project, AC, is, is uh, I would say, almost a very, very substantial project of the whole uh, WKCD, uh, as you said, uh, which includes uh, a convention center, uh, hotels, commercial uh, areas, as well as residential areas. So this is a, an extremely important part and would lead to a very uh, important uh, income that may cover some of the deficit or even, um, you know, uh, fill up some of the uh, funding gap. But it seems that uh, well, it's supposed to bring in some money uh, uh, around 2024. 
But uh, if this is uh, if this project would be delayed, uh, obviously, and uh, it's supposed to be completed uh, uh, in around 2025 and 2026, so uh, the funding gap will be prolonged and uh, the deficit will increase. And so uh, very likely, even though the government has given uh, the uh, development rights to the WKCD uh, by not giving them uh, financial support, but I think uh, it's very likely that the WKCD authority needs uh, cash and needs uh, a funding gap because I, I do believe that it's very difficult for them to raise money in the market and the cost would be very, uh, maybe very high. So. Um, um, I think they are facing a very, very um, uh, substantial uh, financial uh, difficulties uh, at this moment. So do you think that it'll be like Ocean Park and Cathay Pacific, that the government will be stepping in to bail them out? Uh, well, uh, I, uh, as far as I understand, uh, even for the, uh, pro, uh, uh, for the pro-establishment camp, have some concerns about uh, the... Um, about the authority getting money again because uh, they got uh, 21.6 billion Hong Kong dollars uh, in one go in um, 2008 uh, and said it would be you know for the whole development and then they've got and uh, they've got an increase in the development uh, plot ratio and then in 2015 uh, they've got uh, development rights without getting cash and then again they um, the government subsidized them to build a whole basement, which cost around uh, 10 to 20 billion Hong Kong dollars. So you can see that the government is actually um, injecting money or uh, something in money, uh, you know, land to them uh, time and time again. So if they want to go back to the government to get money, I do believe, of course, it's the easiest way, it's the most convenient place, uh, almost uh, without any cost except, you know, getting, you know, uh, approval from the uh, electrical. But then I still believe that um, it may be more difficult this time because um, it's, uh, we have seen nothing except uh, the, um, uh, the, uh, the C2 Center and the uh, M Plus uh, uh, in the coming years. And, of course, um, the, we're going to have the, um, uh, the uh, museum very soon in 2022. But still... Uh, for all these, the money-making side, all these money-making um, uh, uh, structures or venues, uh, we, we haven't seen any. So um, I do believe that people are quite concerned about whether uh, the, uh, the uh, WKCD uh, can be self-sustainable in the future. Mm. I think the idea is, isn't it, the whole model is, is that there's a, there's a synergy between the, the cultural developments and, and the uh, commercial. And maybe they've got a little bit out of step, but I suppose the argument would be that, um, you know, once you, once you open the, the, the Palace Museum and you get the crowds flocking to that and you get M+, and you get a buzz from that, then you will get the commercial interest returning and they'll sort of be, they'll be in step more or less um do you is that how you see it i mean maybe the maybe there's a little misstep now but in in the longer term you will get that kind of a synergy yes but but of course it's um it's of course is you know as you said it's a synergy there is a plan but it's um it's a bit uh, difficult for the authority to uh plan ahead because well frankly speaking i think paul would understand that uh, the, the, pl the whole plan delayed is uh, purely because of the express rail. Because uh, uh, when they planned it uh, uh, during 2006 or 2004 or something like that, they, they don't supposed to have an express rail underneath 
uh, the WKCD or even go through the WKCD. So they need to vacate the whole thing and to stop their, all their projects and in order to facilitate the, the, uh, the building or uh, the, whole, uh, the whole express rail. So all these projects are delayed and they don't have sufficient, um, uh, the original $21.6 billion or the whole project or the whole timetable couldn't um, sustain uh, their plan. So, you know, this is a very, it, it, this, this is a tragedy. I would say it's a very sad, sad story because um, it seems that uh, the authority are quite passive and they have a large group of people and they need to do a lot of things in order to satisfy the public or the, the government that they are doing things. But at the same time, um, it seems that the the, the, there is, the timing is wrong now. <laughs> Okay. So we did invite, of course, the uh, the authority to come on. Uh, unfortunately, Duncan Pascod uh, was not available to join uh, any phone but, but, interview. Uh, but I really want to make a point. Yeah. I think the whole uh, arts and cultural field, uh, they are all waiting for the, all these um, structures, all these venues for a very, very long time. I, 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 I do believe that it is the duty of the government as well as the authority to... Um, to have to review the whole plan and um, to to see whether um, the timetable of having all these um, facilities how, how they can um, uh, have a better plan of it and uh, including um, having uh, taking into the account of all these money making um, or the more commercial uh, uh, facilities uh, to subsidise uh, all these um, uh, programmes, yeah, uh, uh, arts and cultural activities. Is it feasible? Is it is it really feasible these days? Well, I was told that it was feasible back in two thousand and eight, <laughs> and uh, even without without having all these lands, uh, all these development rights. Um, but I still think that uh, um, uh, arts and cultures are one of the very, very important uh, essence of a city. So, um, um, and uh, the field has been, uh, the, all these practitioners have been waiting for these uh, venues and facilities for a very, very long time. And I do believe that um, it's workable. It's, um, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's workable. Okay. So I hope that the government can, can work on it. Okay, as I say, uh, um, Duncan Pescott, not available. Uh, but they did give us a statement. They said Hong Kong is experiencing an extraordinary moment and confronted by unprecedented challenges since the launch of the uh, tendering process. Due to the uncertain global market economic outlook, the response to the tender was not as positive as expected and the authority decided to withdraw the tender. Uh, in reaching this decision, a combination of factors have been taken into account, including a thorough and detailed assessment of the current market situation. The, the authority believes it's a prudent and responsible response to the market situation and the best interest of the authority and the community that the project is meant to serve the key the board will review and assess various options then decide the best way forward uh paul zimmerman good morning to you morning and, uh, and thanks for, for for joining us um uh, how big a blow do you think this is and um, and also the uh, we mentioned this uh, the problems with the uh, ace development there's these two other sites uh, as well who wants to you know bid for a big project like this in times like these Sure, it's a difficult time for people to put the money down, but the um, 
I don't think this is a big blow for West Connaught Cultural District Authority um, because this is not going to earn a lot of money for them. It's a, a build-operate transfer project and uh, some excess revenue would come to the authority once it's built. Um, the original plan was for uh, a 30-year uh, BOT uh, before it was going to be transferred. In, in the pretender exercise, it was already determined that 30 years was not enough to earn back. This is this particular site is very very difficult. Um, this is a small portion of the whole project. It, it's the uh, the roof of the tunnel entrance in West Kowloon that you would have to build over. So it's technically very difficult, very expensive to build over. And in addition to the structure that runs over the tunnel entrance, there was going to be an exhibition center. And, and we know what exhibition centers currently don't don't make enough money. In the initial pretender exercise, a lot of excitement in the, in the market for this. There was a lot of interest in it, and it is in the uh, final negotiation um, since since then. And since the paper was uh, last update was pre presented to Lechco, which is on the 27th of April, uh, you know, kind of we know what happened with COVID. So uh, everybody's probably quite nervous to lose, say, five years of revenue on a project that you only have, say, 43 years of revenue on, and it's and it's hard to construct. So. I'm not seeing this as a uh, as a major financial blow. I see this as an image blow. Yet another issue. That's why uh, RTHK has this show on the, in the morning to talk about this. Another one for West Carlin Cultural District. I, I totally agree. I, I think it's partly because everyone had forgotten about West Carlin, to be quite honest. It was well, like, oh, yeah, that's still going. I yeah, wonder what's up there. Yeah, and unfortunately, because of COVID, we don't have events right now at the mm. area within West Carlin Cultural well, District. Well, you can't get in there, can you? I you mean, can. You can, and the, and the waterfront is open, and it is beautiful. It's the best waterfront around Victoria Harbour. There are no fences, no railings. You've got the longest no amount people. of seating. I mean, it's really, really hard to get into West Carlin at the best of times, let alone... It, it, access the access is an issue, and despite the limitation of access, a lot of people come walking in from Tycock Choi, from West Carlin, uh, from the Elements. People come down, they go jogging there, they go cycling, they bring their kids, they sit in the grass. The first restaurants have opened there on the waterfront where you can sit outside, where it's outdoor seating. It's the only, it's the only place around Victoria Harbour other than private places like the, 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 the Yacht Club, where there's actually a restaurant where you can sit at the tables and chairs right at the waterfront. So it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's beautifully done. And this is the promise of what this area will be. And it's, it's the small start in the corner, and it is, it is beautiful. And I, having worked on Harbourfront Enhancement since 2002, um, I'm, this is really what excites me as, as a, what we had hoped to have a Harbourfront Authority, similar like to West Carlin Cultural District Authority, what it could achieve if we're not bound by all the government rules. And we can see it right now happening there. So it's small, it started, and I think it's fantastic, and we should not give up hope. Despite, despite the setbacks. And I totally agree with Tanya that everybody has to continuously remember that it wasn't the West Carolina Cultural District Authority that caused the problems, but the decision to put the express rail in. And then with the decision to put the express rail in, where you basically took the entire basement of the project uh, to, to become a railway station and, and forced the West Carolina Cultural District to build on top of it, then because you brought on all the traffic in, you had to then to build all the roads on the West Carolina Cultural District as well. And you spend their money again. You create a very difficult uh, uh, structure underground that you then force the best guys to build over, which makes it totally difficult. And the money has to come basically from the buildings that go on top of the basement with the road and the basement with the rail station. That's where the money is. Those are the, the, the restaurants, the retail, the offices, all of that section is totally delayed because of that reason. 
not because of them. And we have to remember that all the time. So every time they go back and say, guys, you're going to give me more money, you've got to say, well, the, the Express Rail should pay for that. You know, like we should always remember it was a damn mistake. It wasn't Duncan Pascott messing up. Mm -hmm. it, it's, the, it's the Express Rail that messed it up. Uh, okay, so what do you say to when they go back to LegCo and ask for more money? Oh, if, if, well, if I would say, then I, I would tell the entire community, guys, go behind this. Uh, yeah, of course, you have to be critical. You have to ask questions. Uh, but, you know, this is, is will become a stunning uh, project, and we've got to continue to go behind this. I mean, we have started on this route, and I think this is going to be a fantastic I mean, I mean, asset for Is it for like Hong Ocean Kong. Park? Is it like Ocean Park? I mean, it would be a nice thing to have, but really, long term, it's very hard to see that there's a future for, you know, this kind of development. I'm not sure why you would suggest that. I mean, the Ocean Park, you could talk about, you know, go and watch a couple of animals or go on a, on a, on a, on a happy ride, and it's, it's a much more difficult proposition a very limited slice of the market this is a total district this is a community we're probably going to be working no, and what i'm thinking of is that they are reliant that ocean park for example was reliant on on, on uh, mainland visitors and um medium and even long term it's very hard to imagine that they're going to be back in the same kind of numbers and in west kowloon that's relying on uh, uh, well partly reliant on a, an income shared income from these developments these planned developments in the ace um, and it's very hard to see an appetite, to be honest, for new hotels, for grade A office space, uh, for uh, exhibition venues, for sort of, uh, uh, you know, art fairs and, and things like that. Is that uh, I it's hard to imagine a Hong Kong where that sort of we're going to be back to how it was in, you know. 2010 or something well i don't know i mean you know we're in the midst of COVID, and everybody is mm. with full despair but uh, you know we're going to get through this period there's going to be vaccines we're going to we're going to hit the other side um and then and life will resume and i think it will resume with a vengeance uh that it will surprise people um so i i'm not i i'm not so concerned about the long term yes there are there are time gaps uh, there's funding gaps that need to be overcome but i think we have to hold the cause and continue to believe that this is going to be a great waterfront and uh, with with fantastic facilities that in the, in the future people are going to love and that's going to be fantastic for arts and culture um you know we'll have to make sure that we have as much freedom in arts and culture in that's in that site as possible um and uh, and we'll have to continue to fight for that aspect so it's just it's, going to be... Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I, mean, I, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it's, um, it's a totally different project when we compare it with um, Ocean Park because all the facilities need to be maintained and, they, you know, you can't change uh, any modes from time to time. But uh, for a district, uh, for a district, um, uh, for a cultural district, I think arts and cultures and all these very... Um, uh, you know, these, uh, all these uh, intangible or the intellectual property, in fact, is the essence of the whole district. So um, as long as we have artists, uh, they know how to do the uh, programming, uh, we really have the freedom of expression. I think this is, this is the crust of having a cultural district and people can enjoy freely and people can express their ideas freely. I think this is uh, I think this is the essence of the whole district. If we don't have the sufficient uh, space for uh, having uh, different artists, different performances, 
um, um, and uh, uh, artifacts. I think that would definitely affect the uh, attraction hmm. or the attractiveness of this uh, cultural district. Tanya, I see it actually as, as an opportunity as well. If the market is going to be slow on that property, but the space is available, and then the rents yes. are going to be lower, and then they're going to be more artists that can afford to, to spend time uh-huh. there. And I think it, then it has, it has more of a chance to be a cultural uh, a, a bed for, for developing culture and arts, because there will be more time with this less pr- financial pressure. Pardon me. No, no, I think I think it's I think if the market runs against the project and the yes. and they can't they can't charge high rental rates uh, for these commercial aspects, then there are more opportunities for people that have lo- uh, less rent I to agree. pay but can spend more time developing art and culture. I agree. I agree definitely, especially for those small groups, and they have now have a very very difficult time because uh, the government given them very very limited subsidies. And they are all fighting, you know, they are all trying to survive. So if, um, if uh, they have got sufficient space in the uh, cultural district, I, I do believe that uh, the small groups or even many, many art groups and cultural groups would like to uh, work with, together with the cultural uh, authority. And, and uh, well, maybe it's an opportunity for Hong Kong people to enjoy uh, different kinds of arts and culture. So I, I, think, uh, I think this is the duty of the, the authority and the government as well as uh, other 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 groups to uh, work together and see whether we can provide sufficient space and, and opportunities for them to train or at least to entertain. Because you know, under this kind of uh, very um, uh, pressurized uh, kind of moment, I do believe that uh, this kind of arts and culture may help the society. So I think this is a, a precious opportunity. So are you saying we should allow them in at some kind of a subsidy to start with? Um, uh, well, at least to provide them with very cheap uh, space um, uh, for them to perform. And uh, if, um, you know, there is different kind of um, uh, arrangement. Now they've only got a city center. And I believe that a lot of uh, people would like to perform in that very uh, well, big and beautiful uh, uh, venue. But then um, uh, for the small groups, they have been waiting for black box theatres for a very, very long time, and it would only be provided by the cultural district in in another five years or uh, six years. So we need to wait for another um, venue, and, and then there is a stage three as well, and uh, we are talking about uh, some very um, important uh, theatres, but we need to wait and see whether the, um, uh, the hotels, the commercial uh, the commercial parts of the uh, cultural district, whether it can bring money, and we, we or uh, whether. It and and what if it can't? Because I mean, you talk about the phase three, but I mean, <laughs> you, you know, I, I think also people might not be aware of the uh, of the scale of what's going on, apart from M Plus, which is which is uh, massive, uh, and uh, the Palace Museum, which is massive. Uh, there's the uh, Lyric Theatre Complex, which is pretty big. There's the Music Centre, which is huge. There is a great theatre. There is a musical theatre. There is a medium theatre. There are the arts and cultural facilities. There are an artist hostel and residence. So all these, all these planned. The Shi Chu Centre is nothing compared to all the all the other stuff that's uh, that, that's planned. I mean, is this really uh, is this really feasible? Can, can we? Re- is there any demand for all of this? I can see that uh, the authority, in fact, is uh, reviewing their project from time to time. Uh, Is that a no? You mean (laughs) they're not going to build all these things? Uh, They try to merge uh, some of their projects 
they try to make some uh, venues become a multi-purpose venue, something like that. They try to merge it and try to provide uh, some venues uh, which we uh, we are look we are longing for for a very long time. So, so more commercial uh, uh, and less artistic, is that right? Uh, more flexible. No, no, no. It, it's uh, it's uh, we are talking about uh, uh, um, artistic uh, the, uh, venues. Uh, they try to merge uh, different theatres together. They try to merge venues together, and and please remember, we still have a um, city hall that needs to be renovated for a very very long time. So uh, I I I really do think that um, uh, we have a very uh, limited supply of space, and uh, a lot of small art groups or medium uh, arts groups are queuing up for venues. Um, we have limited supply of venues. Uh, we have only got, um, and, for example, provided by uh, LCSD and uh, APA, and and then uh, CQ Centre sometimes maybe two premium, uh, um, two two grand, two grand for them. So uh, I, I uh, we are, we really have, have they had the audiences? We, yeah, you talk about the demand from the artists, but are there oh, people yeah, at, yeah, at the CQ Centre? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Even for a Cantonese opera, I'm uh, one of the supporters. And uh, for dramas and for, you know, people uh, try to buy tickets and, and it's so out very, very quickly, mm. especially for some very uh, uh, prominent uh, groups. Um, but still, I do believe that these uh, black box theatre is also have a very strong uh, demand because uh, we have smaller groups which uh, may have some alternative uh, performances which and also groom a different uh, group of uh, audience. So I, I, this is a kind of balance, a balanced growth of this field. But now we have uh, quite a limited supply of these uh, venues. And this has proved uh, the decades ago, this is, what, this is one of the reasons why, uh, at the very beginning, Black Box Theatre is, is supposed to be the, the first uh, Theatres that will be provided by the uh, cultural okay. uh, WKCD. All right. Well, Tony, thank you very much indeed for joining us, Civic Party uh, lawmaker. Uh, others will be with us uh, after the news at nine. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments, uh, please drop us a line, bankchat.rthk.hk, or pick up the phone, 233-88266 is the number. The weather briefly before the news at nine. Sunny intervals and a few showers, a few thunderstorms around at first. Maximum temperature today, 31 degrees, 28 degrees at the moment, and the relative humidity, a lucky 88%. Welcome back. This is Back Chat on a Thursday morning with Anna Fenton and me, Hugh Chiverton. We're talking about uh, West Kowloon. Uh, this is uh, kind of to jog some memories, I guess. Mm. Uh, uh, and also uh, uh, following a uh, failed tender exercise for a large-scale commercial development uh, planned uh, for the uh, district. Uh, we were talking in the first part of the programme to uh, Tanya Chan, Civic Party lawmaker, and Paul Zimmerman. Paul Zimmerman stays with us. We're also joined now by John Batten, President of the Hong Kong Art Critics Association, and Clarice Young, uh, an artist and chairperson of the Wan Chai District Council. If you want to join in, please email bankchat at rthk.hk or you can comment on Facebook. Uh, I haven't checked Facebook. I'll have a look at that in a moment. Uh, Or you can call us, 233-88266. John Kowloon, thank you very much for your email about uh, Next Digital's stock price. Uh, Unfortunately, I can't read out uh, the kind of uh, analysis and the recommendations uh, that you include on that because I, we have rules about um, uh, uh, giving uh, financial advice uh, in that way. As you say, uh, it was probably 
uh, unwise to ask Andrew Work for his thoughts on the next digital stock price. I wasn't asking him whether to buy or sell, though, uh, in quite the same way you do. So thank you very much for your hard work, John. Um, but I'm afraid uh, we, it's not really suitable to read out. Uh, Philip uh, does say uh, on the subject of West Kowloon, uh, good morning, back chat time. We thought about building a new hospital, a world-class hospital focused on respiratory disease, virus research, the best doctors' training, etc. Mm. The whole project and funding will be paid for by the government with the duty tax they make on every packet of cigarettes sold uh, in Hong Kong. That's from uh, Philip. Once again, backchat at rthk.hk is our email address if you, if you want to join in. Uh, uh, Clarice Young, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for for joining us. Uh, what's your view on the progress at uh, in the West Kowloon? How do you think things are going? Are you concerned about whether it's a it's still feasible in uh, in twenty twenty? Well, uh, we have been waiting for so long time, and I, I personally is quite disappointing with uh, the um, efficiencies of the project. Uh, which is uh, quite uh, different from the other projects in Hong Kong. And uh, it has been spending too many times on, on waiting. And uh, I think that uh, which, uh, well, well, the one which is disappointing is um, the schedule as well as um, uh, because of the land that uh, well, was planned to have the basement uh, was uh, delayed for five years because of the XRL. Um, so uh, the... So as I, uh, to my to my knowledge, um, the uh, uh, expenditure and the income is uh, quite uh, in uh, uh, very. Um, uh, they they have a gap uh, between uh, those um, uh, financial problems, so that uh, uh, we we have uh, we we well there is a lacking of uh, educational program of arts and uh, supporting art groups, uh, uh, not uh, as they promised. So um, for now, the art field uh, in Hong Kong is uh, quite un- uh, unsure about the project because uh, it's still uh, in a very uh, primary stage uh, of uh, of reaching out the uh, Hong Kong art field, uh, uh, especially the small and medium art groups. So I'm hoping that um, if uh, it is, uh, we we have a delay in in building the. Uh, uh, building the the hotels and the other um, uh, things that cost uh, the the income for the uh, West Kowloon. Uh, what if we have more programs for now uh, to support uh, the art scenes? Uh, well, we have uh, to think about more possibility to gain income from uh, the other way because uh, after the COVID, I don't think that. Uh, we uh, the the office and the hotel rent uh, is um, is uh, well as we expected as before. Hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a, a, a risk there. That is uh, in terms of timing for the small venues. That is really dependent on the completion of the underground roadworks and the uh, the express rail facility. So that's that section is the one that is uh, that's hanging in the air. So I hope that that's going to be uh, uh, started soon so we get these small venues up. That's the one that Clarice is calling for. Okay, yeah. a comment on our, on our Facebook page. 
from Ngaoning, uh, who says, I sincerely hope the government will also take into account the uncertain market economic outlook when they're considering the Lantau Island project and other gargantuan infrastructure projects. Hmm. As someone somewhat involved in exhibitions, I'm not optimistic about the industry's future. Setting aside geopolitical factors, the coronavirus has brought forth a new age of webinars and online meetings, which requires no specialised venue. And I'm equally pessimistic about the future of retail. But I'm not sad to see luxury shops close. Hopefully we'll finally get some shops which we actually want in our neighbourhoods. The future of the West Kowloon Cultural District should definitely be focused on nurturing local art and culture and connecting that with the world. The government could easily redirect the funds intended for building artificial islands to educational or cultural programmes tailored for local people. Thanks very much indeed for that comment. That's on our Facebook page. That's Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, John Button, how do you think things stand at the moment at West Callan and how do they look in the future? Uh, yeah, the, the, the comments by Tanya and Paul in the first part of the program I think are, are very relevant. Um, the, the project has been stalled by particularly the MTR's project of the crossrail um, um, construction that wasn't envisaged. So we've got a, a, a little bit of problem here in the disconnect between and the timeline. But actually, I'm, I'm sort of um, a little bit more optimistic than, than I was at the, at the very start of the proposals back in the two, early 2000s when we, when we battled to, to um, uh, you know, try and have a project that was not developer-led, which was the original idea by the government. So the sort of things I, I think we need to now concentrate on is the connectivity of the, of the site. And we've got a proposal to put in a pier and have a ferry service. Um, we should have a much better links with Jordan. At the moment, you can get there, but it's, a, it's through a series of walk, overhead walkways. And then you enter the, 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 the black hole of elements, and you don't know where you are. You don't know how to get from elements to the West Carlin Cultural District, and particularly M Plus and the M Plus Pavilion. So, I and, and the other the other part of the project, which I think we need to focus on, is again the park, because as Paul said, it's a great view, it's a great facility, but the original idea that that Norman Foster had to have the park as the central feature of the whole project has been belittled by. The, the typical Hong Kong thing of, of we build roads through a park, so we have um, we make it easy access for the for the cleaners and 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 the um, the people who are working in the park. So I think we need to again look at um, the, the the trees and the landscaping. It's also very hot in summer, and um, a lot of people who go there in summer actually take a tent and and set it up on the lawn. So, you know, I, I think we go back to some of the basics of the project and try and get them right. I'm not at all concerned, and I totally agree with Paul. I think it's a minor part of the project, the, the cancellation of the tender uh, for the convention centre. Um, I've always had a great concern for the hotel because the hotel... Uh, the, the whole site is zoned, so the... There is a, a zoning for the hotel which wraps around, and it is a wrap around. It's like a U-shaped mm. um, structure that 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 skirts the the um, tunnel entrance. The, 
yeah, the 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 the, the, the harbour tunnel. So, and it, it's always been a problematic site because actually there is a roadway at, at uh, ground level that also skirts that. And I've always thought these will interfere with the the ambience of the park. Um, so they're, they're my, my initial comments. Um, the, of course, the Palace Museum is a late addition, and um, the original idea for that site was for a, a mega uh, a venue to, to accommodate 10,000 people, and that was above ground, and below ground was to be the uh, convention centre. And that's all been changed. The convention centre now is above ground. It was a very bulky, ugly building, or the... the the initial plans so i'm not i'm not actually that um <laughs> that sad about the cancellation <laughs> you know one of the things about the west carlin site is the money part of it has been delegated the, to the west carlin cultural district authority and so i think they need to work out how to to fund the facilities and if it means that we stagger things as we go and in, in, instead of um building everything at once then that's okay M plus is nearly finished, and that part there, M, the Palace Museum is nearly finished. You'll have a little part of the project that will be finished. We can fix up the connectivity with the uh, with the construction of a pier and better alignment with with elements. We've got a good chance of having that section uh, functioning very well because it's got all the elements of something that will work. Yeah. I totally agree, and I, I, I really recommend people to go and visit the, the park uh, as, as it is developing. Hey, John, I agree with the, the connectivity, and it's good to uh, have listeners to be aware that uh, that some of the connectivity is really uh, mismanaged as it is right now. And, and again, if with the negativity around the project, maybe the West Kowloon Cultural District Authority doesn't have the ability to push transport department and the fire services department to 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 make some speed um on linking between the kowloon park and the west kowloon cultural district there's supposed to be a bridge so you can very easily get from the heart of chim Choi to the west kowloon cultural district and that one is basically not happening and without that one ha uh, you know as that one is not happening it's a core kind of route for people to to walk between those two areas um and and the only obstacles really is uh, the fire service department and somebody beating them on the head and 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 make a move on it uh, of, of getting that link through their site they don't have to move entirely but it has to be done and and we don't see that support in government right now for this project because there's so many questions around delays and money that uh, they just have, have lost a bit of credibility and with losing credibility then losing these connections would be a real shame because that's that's i totally agree with you john this is what the future is we need to be able to get there easily okay some uh, comment from listeners uh norman uh who is an artist uh, himself says west calhoun is easy to get to it's only half an hour away from pokfu land with the choice of buses <laughs> paul is right it's the best waterfront in hong kong as a frequent visitor i give it the thumbs up that comes from norman thanks very much indeed for that uh and uh paul H uh, says, maybe we'll get to that in a little while. Uh, okay, uh, Andrew F says, you need more faith. Oh, ye of little faith, Hugh. It's the new Hong Kong for Hong Kongers now, don't you know? Apparently, we don't need the localists from over the border anymore and their dirty money. We can do this all ourselves. That 80% of tourism we used to rely on from the mainland can easily be replaced by domestic interest. 
Well, that's what I keep hearing. Anyway, that comes uh, from uh, Andrew F. Thanks very much indeed for that. Uh, John Batten, what about the, the, the Palace Museum? As you say, that's kind of uh, uh, imminent. Um, how do you think that's going to go down? I'm just wondering if that's going to be a little bit of a, a, a touchy subject, a touchy venue. It was a touchy venue and a touchy subject when they announced it because they did that in, behind closed doors with no discussion with anyone. But Carrie Lamb did that, didn't she? That. To be and, specific, you know, that was Carrie it. Lamb. We're going to have to make it work. Um, I, I think, you know, the gossip is that the, the Palace Museum director is very ambitious. He wants outlets and uh, overseas outlets to 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 show the the um, you know it's a sort of part of part of cultural imperial, imperialism that China wants to push. And in that sense, yes, it may be controversial, but if indeed they, they do have great ex exhibits, um, not only from the Palace Museum, but from all around the world that complement the Palace Museum's um, uh, artefacts, then it could be really quite good. So, I, I, you know, personally, I was very much against the, 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 the process and the selection of the, the architect, which was Rocco Yim, but actually, we've moved past that now. It's there. It can be a good synergy with the M Plus um, exhibitions. And as I say, there is a little, little section there that's actually quite easy to get to if you if you sort out the connectivity. The bus routes are, are, are great. There is now a new um, mini bus route from Chim Sa Choi that stops inside the park. So actually, it's really much easier to get to. The problem is people don't know how to get to because the signage is terrible. <laughs> the, as Paul said, the bridge is not built. Getting from Elements is a nightmare. Getting from the the Olympic, uh, the the Kowloon Station is a nightmare. So sort that out, and and actually, the Palace Museum could be a very good facility. Actually, personally, I would scrap the Convention Centre. I know they need the money, but in terms of the the whole project, it's not much money. That should be um, absorbed back into the park. The park should be the feature. You get people there and you make a day of it. You go to the museum and you go into a great park, like Ueno in, in, in Tokyo, which has a great park and then the, the, the great museums that, that Tokyo has got to offer, the Western Museum, the, 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 the Fine Art Museum. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I look, let's get on with it. But and get a get a pier in. Let's get a let a, let's get a ferry service going. Um, the comment about the the Chinese tourists is a, is a is a very relevant one, because of course Hong Kong, you know, since the um, the opening up of the tourism industry after after SARS, we do rely now on 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 a greater numbers of tourists. So that so that 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 synergy is also needed and I'm, I'm sure that will will come back maybe not in the great numbers that we that we had and that's a good thing because we were over touristed yeah. so yeah yeah look I, I, one other comment i want to make is just yesterday i i hadn't looked for a long time and i just sort of looked at you know the sort of people who are making decisions the people who sit on the west Carolina board who sit on the m plus board and it's just a typical hong kong thing we've got the 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 personalities all the Politically collect, connected, unknown, sitting on these on these board on these boards. You know, I there's no arts re, arts representatives. This needs to be looked at. It shouldn't be a place where establishment figures can add another board 
to their their portfolio. Mm. Clarice Young, uh, apart from the you know the economic problems and headwinds that we have uh, at the moment, uh, of course uh, the political future of Hong Kong is somewhat I don't know up in the air or something. Uh, and um, I was just wondering, you know, with the with the Palace Museum opening in Hong Kong, whether that might be uh, sensitive uh, politically, and and things like the Sig collection, the large collection of uh, of contemporary art from uh, mainland China, which is going to be a, a centerpiece of the uh, of the M Plus uh, venue, um, a lot of that. I don't know if that will ever get shown, to be quite honest, and I don't know whether works by Ai Weiwei and, and so on. I, I can't really imagine, under the present uh, regime, them ever going on public display in, in Hong Kong. Do you think that the contemporary politics are going to be a, a problem uh, when it comes to uh, West Kowloon? As everyone's asking, uh, everyone in the view uh, or not in the view is asking such questions because uh, Empress is uh, like pushing very hard on a collection uh, that uh, is uh, well. They have to differentiate from the uh, collections or, or the museum from the mainland China, so they are uh, quite um, uh, ambitious on the uh, on collecting the collections, like Ai Weiwei, as you said, and the other. Uh, uh, that might uh, have question about uh, the the politics uh, or the contemporary Chinese in in, in such days. Um, so uh, we we have a, a, a very big question mark on uh, how the show will be created in the future. Uh, will it be uh, like uh, putting in in uh, inside the uh, inside a collection that not uh, on shows uh, uh, in the future, or they? Um, uh, as you said, uh, the Palace Museum uh, is is now uh, 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 almost the focus of uh, uh, in the in the coming days because while well, we we know which uh, collection will be shown in Amplus, but we we can't say uh, is there um, uh, in Palace Museum it is more um, uh, uh, close uh, relationship with uh, the Beijing. Uh, we have to. Uh, well, the, as, as the Palace Museum uh, uh, representative said in the logical meetings, they will uh, borrow the um, artworks from the uh, Palace Museum in Beijing, and so uh, will they have? A, uh, they they will they don't they really don't uh, build their own collection in Hong Kong uh, Palace Museum. So that's what I'm worrying, and. Um, Although, uh, and it's financial problem, uh, we're back to that, because the Palace Museum is not in the original plan, and they have to uh, do more fundraising uh, in, in, so to collect more uh, artworks for the, uh, for the museum. Uh, but for now, uh, besides the uh, J- uh, Jockey Club um, uh, funding, uh, it's very, like, uh, five billion or, uh, or less, and... Uh, uh, but we can't see any uh, other sources uh, from from that, and uh, we have big problem uh, after uh, the uh, Hong Kong national security law uh, of the freedom of express. Uh, uh, so um, for now, uh, still a very big question mark, and we are quite um, well. The big, the I, I think the. The biggest challenge of the uh, West Kowloon Cultural District is not about money, but 
uh, about the identity, about um, the freedom of uh, of what to put in into the show. Uh, what uh, because it's affecting uh, the imagination of of Hong Kong pe- people's art uh, art world because um, we. Uh, as we said, we have to uh, make use of the facility to nurture the Hong Kong uh, art scene. But for now, uh, it, it is um, a, 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 well, we have a lot of political issues to tackle with, and it uh, has to be put in the uh, less important agenda. I think in uh, most of the Hong Kong people. Um, uh, Priority. Yeah. In retrospect, in 2006, we were all worried about this whole thing, uh, the, the culture at, at West Kowloon to become hamburgers and Coca-Cola because it was going to be led by a private developer. And we had all of that concern about that, that private developer interest in what arts and culture was going to be. Now we got rid of the, the private developer being become an authority. And now, now the concern is that the whole thing is going to be under what is the government policy on arts and culture and the, the risk of, uh, of, uh, of any lack of expression of uh, um, freedom of expression and freedom of arts and, and at, at the site so that that we'll have to see how that is going to work out um, and I'm actually uh, I, I'm learning here from Clarice this whole issue about so yeah how do we the M plus has been f- uh, collecting um, uh, uh, arts and artifacts for the for for display that it's been building out the collection for many many years but the uh, the uh, the Palace Museum we, we I assumed we were just going to be depending on the collection that was available in Beijing, but um, and if there's no money available to build out our own collection here, then how are we going to build a sensible collection for that massive building? Uh, which, I, which, from what I've seen so far from Rocco Yim's design, is going to be stunning. Uh, and uh, we're going to be, I agree with John Batten, it's going to be so much better without the exhibition center next to it to have the building stand on its own. So, uh, yeah, but the, the question about what is the arts and culture going to be uh, at this venue is going to be, uh, and, and uh, we have to see what is going to happen. I, 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 can't, I can't foresee it. I'm just worried whether we made a mistake in 2006 for not having the developer take on the project finish it up before the express rail and uh, and then fight over the arts and culture afterwards john button well i i have been fairly optimistic for the last few years um despite all the protests but the raid on the apple daily is is frightening however i i've looked at all the artwork from the the collection and there has been one um m plus have actually done one exhibition already uh at the um the old artistry in quarry bay with thousands of people went to see it personally i don't think there's anything uh controversial in the in the in the collection if anything it's 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 a bit dated the the, the tiananmen Um, stuff i mean stuff related to doing the fourth it's a it's a historical fact. In, okay. in what way is it um, impinging against the national security law? It, it's all historic, and the the depictions of you know people being uh, hauled out of the of the square. I mean, we're talking about it now. You know, fear is the most terrible thing, and I'm sorry, I'm not convinced that Hong Kong can't go forward and we can 
push those boundaries. But what I did say earlier about only establishment figures being on the boards of West Carloon and M Plus, that is worrying because they're the people who are fearful. Mm. And they're the ones who will usually say, oh, oh, we can't do that, you know, in a mamby-pamby voice. And we've, you know, I'm on one of the committees at, at Daigwoon, and it's been a battle with everyone, many, many establishment-type people say, oh, oh, we can't do that. The red line is very clear. We don't talk about independence in these facilities. But we can basically talk about anything else, and there are lots of controversial subjects about sex and gender, erotica, you know, all these things that we can talk about and politics and as far as i'm concerned we push the bucket we don't wait for someone to say no to us we push it and that's why i would like art representatives to be on these decision-making bodies at least one most organizations around the world most museums will always have an art representative an artist to to express the opinions of, of an artist and artists need freedom of expression yeah okay yeah, a couple more comments uh, just one from james in an email uh, who says planting some grass and opening to be honest some pretty ordinary restaurants but more like cafes with the backdrop of victoria harbour and hong kong island skyline great photo ops but hardly rocket science so why is it taking so long and cost so much to get to this rather basic stage how come singapore developed their arts precinct on the esplanade within a decade and now supports a thriving mainstream and independent art scene. Why so many committees? Why so many consultation papers? Why so many very well-paid foreign executives with relevant experience, expertise quit with big payouts? It's just a big white albatross on all our necks. Uh, no, remember, no one ever made a statue of a committee. That comes uh, from James. Thanks for that. Uh, thank you very much indeed to uh, to our other guests uh, this morning, to uh, Paul Zimmerman, CEO of Designing Hong Kong, Southern District uh, Councillor, John Batten, President of the Hong Kong Art Critics Association, and Clarice Young. Clarice uh, Young is uh, an artist and chairperson of the Wan Chai District Council. A couple more uh, emails are on uh, unrelated topics to share. Uh, before we close, Paul H. says, America now views Hong Kong as just another mainland city and has cancelled its extradition treaty with Hong Kong, removed Hong Kong's special trading status and insisted on the Made in China stamp being used on Hong Kong products imported into the USA. Given this and deteriorating US-China relationships, how long will it be before the Americans destroy the US dollar-Hong Kong dollar peg? And as the Hong Kong dollar cannot stand alone, we have to switch to renminbi. That comes uh, from Paul H. Thanks for that. Uh, and uh, this is from uh, Andy, uh, who was uh, uh, who called in yesterday and uh, spoke to uh, Bernard Chan. I think um, uh, Andy says on Wednesday, uh, a listener emailed to say that in my comments to Bernard Chan on Tuesday, I was. Uh, just quote an angry caller without suggesting any workable solutions for our tiny island embedded in a hostile superpower uh, unquote here are some tiny workable solutions one lamb to speak openly about the last year along the lines of the two secretly recorded comments to vips in august 2019 Two, engage with the public have public meetings walk around central take the mtr three give honest interviews with media other than tvb and mainland media which are the only ones she speaks to now 
Four, put some distance between herself and the CPG. Criticise liaison office when they continually interfere in matters within Hong Kong's autonomy. Rebuke the Hong Kong Macau Affairs Office for commenting on Jimmy Lai's arrest, which could amount to contempt of court. Five, speak about how she hopes national security law will be implemented without destroying all freedoms in Hong Kong. Six, consult public political leaders, including Democrats, on all major issues like postponing elections. Seven, begin reforms to the voting process, for example, spreading voting over more than one day. Eight, put the returning officer vetting of candidates on a statutory footing with sufficient time to appeal to the courts before the elections. Diane continue her reforms to housing announced in her 2019 policy speech, if they even started. Ten, scrap the Lantau Artificial Island project. Eleven, started independent investigation into the police. And twelve, announced she's not going to stand for re-election or reappointment. That's uh, Andy's uh, tiny workable solutions. Thank you very much indeed for those. Uh, uh, very interesting. Thanks very much indeed for uh, uh, joining us this morning, uh, back at 8.30 tomorrow. Leaving you now with the latest weather information, sunny intervals and a few showers forecast for today with some isolated thunderstorms around at first. Maximum temperature about 31 degrees and the outlook sunny periods and a few showers in the next few days. 28 degrees now and a relative humidity at 87%. Sometimes it New shoes get scuffed. An exam is flunked. All efforts are in vain. Your project team doesn't show up, and you're starving, but there's no time for breakfast. Though troubling at the time, these are only trivial matters when you look back. In face of difficulties, don't give up, and you'll find success. Think on a broader plane. Unwind and relax. News now with Pierre Tremblay. Hong Kong Seoul delegate to the top national legislature Tam Yu-jung says he thinks pro-democracy lawmakers will stay on in LegCo for the coming year, saying they'd otherwise be making major losses. But he added they should stop causing chaos if they do. The U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has said China's economic power makes it a more difficult foe to deal with than the Soviet Union during the Cold War. Mr. Pompeo said the Chinese Communist Party was already enmeshed in Western economies, politics and societies, but he said there were obstacles to China's influence. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have been setting out their vision for the United States in their first joint appearance since he he chose her as his Democratic Party running mate for November's election. Mr. Biden said he had no doubt he'd pick the right person to help him rebuild the country. More news at 10. Stand by for the brew. A sociology prof from the university. A set and costume designer, great interpreter of Beethoven. It's by an oh-so-shy, quiet and retiring doggy counts co-founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. Good morning. Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. Good morning. Inter- interviews and also observations. Absolutely no way. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. Good morning.